Hi, this is Colleen O'Shaughnessy, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. The show where the S in FSF may stand for science, but you probably shouldn't plan on learning anything useful. Our show is brought to you by our charity sponsor, the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund, which supports the Wish Upon a Teen Foundation that helps out sick kids when they need it most. And just imagine the comfort you'll give Richard Crewman number 145. She'll know that when she puts on the red shirt and joins Tails and Sonic in their quest to find the Chaos Emeralds, that she didn't leave her family destitute and without hope, because the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund has her back and what's left of her rings. All right, so our guest today is an amazing voice actor that actually hails from <clears throat> our great mitten state of Michigan. In fact, she's from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Well, that's where we physically met her at the Grand Rapids Comic Con back in 2022. Uh, and just for funsies, uh, Grand Rapids is only about 30 minutes up the road from where I currently live. So anyway. It's only well, 45 minutes away from where I was born. I'll see. There you go. But why she'll be of interest to you is that she has brought several of your most favorite characters to life. Characters such as Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. Sora Takanauchi from Digimon. I'm pretty sure I didn't pronounce that one right. And I'm not going to get the next one right either. Well, this one I will. Jazz Fenton from Danny Fenton. Nailed it. And then there's Ino Yamanaka in Naruto. Maybe I got that one right. Maybe I didn't. Probably not. But anyway, we are super proud and very excited to welcome Colleen O'Shaughnessy to the FSF podcast. Welcome to the show, Colleen. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Hey. We always get excited when there's another Michigander on the show with us. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Me too, because I love when people know what, you know, that it's Michigander. Right? Exactly. Yeah, you know, it's been kind of fun. And we've had a couple people. Uh, um, we've had Marta Kristen on the show. She was from Detroit. Uh, we've had Rob Paulson on the show. He's also from the Detroit area. Love and that. a couple other people. Derek Brady uh, is also from Grand Rapids. And so it's always kind of cool when we can break out the mitten and show people where we live and they're like, oh, yeah, I get that. That's right. On the on the Lake Michigan coast. You're on the west coast of Michigan. And it's just, you know, it's kind of interesting for and us. And then you have the other people who are like, wait, Michigan has coasts? So like, seriously, guys. We're a peninsula <laughs> state. Come on. Of course. So, yeah, we are always excited and interested to talk about and to people who come from Michigan. Um you know, because it's always cool to see people from your home state that are out doing the cool things and, and you know, uh, that we get to that we get to nerd out about. And it's even cooler when that person happens to be in and around the area that I have lived and worked for the last 25 years of my life. So that, that's kind of cool. I always think about that kind of stuff. But when it comes to being from Michigan, what was it about your upbringing here that helped you prepare to be the voice actor that you are today? Well, um, I started out doing musical theater, so that helped tremendously. I also, I always just kind of did voices. I realized this at a convention about six or seven years ago, like my earliest training was giving voices to babies that couldn't talk or animals. I look at a dog and look at their face and just give them a voice. Um, and then also, of course, Saturday morning cartoons. And like I would go around the house being Captain Caveman and nice. all the Looney Tunes and you name it. That's awesome. Nice. So do you do you have pets currently? I do. I have do you, two. Now, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. I have two big, big, big babies, uh, Simon and Henry. Those are my two doggies. 
um, 92 pounds and 114 pounds. Oh my, it's what breed are they? a lot of doggies. What are they? So we rescued them. So we did their DNA and my big, big guy, he's 80% shepherd and not that he looks like a shepherd, but he's really tall because lots of shepherds are not so tall. He's mm-hmm. so tall. He, I, I thought surely we'd end up with like Great Dane or something in there. There's no Great Dane. It's shepherd, 80%. And then um, I guess he had like 10% Doberman and 10% um, Staffordshire Terrier. Um, and then my little guy, my big, my beefy cake guy, uh, my little Simon, he is 60% shepherd, which you don't see at all. And then 30% um, American pit and 10% boxer. But he's oh, tall nice. too. Pitbulls aren't tall. No, they're not. Tall <laughs> I don't know. They're ginormous, but I love them so much. And then I have two kitties, Carl Excellent. and Millicent. I love the fact that you've given all your, your animals human names. First off, that's fantastic. um but secondly so i yeah we try to i usually end up naming my pets after like you know nerd stuff like i have a cat named vader you know because he's all black with a white box on his chest he's a bit of a jerk so it works he's the best and i love him well he he really only loves me everyone else he tolerates and that's also another vader thing he has one thing that he loves everything else he tolerates so the reason I asked that about your pets is, A, because we love pets on this show and we love talking about people's pets, but also since you mentioned it, you know, talking to, to animals and with voices and different things, do you, have you assigned voices to your animals? Like, do you, or, or do you have like one general voice that you talk to your pets in? Like, I have a dog voice. Every time I see a dog, it's just, well, hello, is your puppy? You know, it's just, it just comes out, I can't help it. But do you have I, a voice? I, I do have a voice that I talk to them i haven't really given them voices um i'm not sure why it's interesting i'll have to i'll have to conjure that one <laughs> figure that one out i don't know um but yes it's always like what are you doing crazy banana face <laughs> bananas i love it Fantastic. little monkey babies you just a baby see if, if i did that to mia we all we also have a, a staffy we have a staffordshire pitbull and yeah. if if we did that to mia she would shed all of her fur right then and there because her whole body would just start shaking in excitement. That voice would just get it all out. Her and her one brain cell. Oh, goodness gracious. She is <laughs> she is the sweetest dog on the face of the planet. But she, And it's a good thing that she's so sweet. Let's just put it that way. Because not <laughs> nothing else going for her. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> she has so, she does. She hasn't found her brain yet. <laughs> no. My my so both of my sons have have staffies. Um and one is named Kia, the other one is named Mia. So when Kia oh, and Mia get together. Confusing at all. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, but when they get together, they they run in unison side by side. And my joke is that they do that so they can pass the brain cell back and forth and oh. they can they can you know remind them each other to breathe. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> I also have a pit bull, but she's a pit lab mix. And when you oh. were saying that they're not big. My pit bull lab mix is 53 pounds. Yeah, she is so 90, tiny. 92. 92. She and he was so the itty bitty. Oh my gosh. His yeah, big brother, you know, ended up at 65 and she's far surpassed him. That's hilarious. Yeah. So Zoe, <laughs> Zoe is a three quarter pit quarter lab and like. Oh. Uh, adorable she is so great she is so great but I, I keep telling tim that mia will find her brain when she turns about six. Oh, pitbulls See, my pitbulls simon having... is really smart he's like like ridiculously smart 
he's he's manipulative. That's gotta be that's gotta be the shepherd in him. Right. Yeah, he's yeah, a really, really smart dog. Like Henry's Henry's not dumb, but he's not nearly as smart as Simon. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh goodness. So I was looking through your IMDB list and you have quite a few anime credits. Like I do. A lot. So I was wondering with anime, we've talked to a couple other voice voice actors and voiceover actors who do anime. And they've had some interesting answers on this question. I wonder what yours is. What has been your biggest challenge doing the Japanese to English dubbing voiceovers? Well, the, in the beginning, when the, my very first um, anime was uh, Digimon, working on doing Sora. And I had never done it before. So the, the initial first like major challenge was figuring out what the heck I was doing. It was major, major on-the-job training. <laughs> like, I, you know, you hear the beeps in your... Um, anyone who isn't familiar with anime, it's you're dubbing English over Japanese. And so the picture is up on the screen and you've got your script and like you feel like your brain is exploding because you're trying to act and then also but also fit your line within the what they call flaps. That's when the mouth is moving. And and it was just a lot of moving parts. And then knowing what the little there's codes kind of in the script. So if there's a pause, they put a little carrot or dot, depending on the author. Sometimes it's dot, 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 but sometimes dot, dot, dot means keep going. It's really, you know, so I had, it was a lot of learning. I was exhausted after a two hour session because my brain was like going to just like system overload. Um, and then another challenge was, um, having to say some of the Japanese uh, names. I'm like, mm. can't we just call him Phil? <laughs> Shikamaru, <laughs> seriously? And the amount of times I had to say Shikamaru was, um, I mean, I can say it now, but it took me, a, it was a while before I figured out. And there, the emphasis on some of the words is in the wrong spot. Like, like it's Naruto, but lots of people say Naruto. It's not Naruto, it's Naruto because this, Emphasis is on the first syllable instead of the middle one, which is what we're used to. So that got, um, that was a little, that was sometimes confusing. That is confusing. Hmm. I'm sure very... I said it the wrong way in the intro. Pretty positive. Naruto. Yeah, we'll play that back. I'm pretty sure. We'll just add like... that to the list of Tim issues. We'll just go with it. <laughs> Eventually. If you both. did, I didn't notice, but maybe I'm used to people saying it that way. I don't know. But... And I feel like that has just become the the english pronunciation of it even though it's not correct because that's how i hear everybody say it but i also have such limited anime knowledge that anytime we talk anime i'm like i'm so confused so my daughter is is a huge anime fan yeah Uh, are those called weebs is that what they are weebs or are the anime fans i don't know she's gonna listen to this She's going to correct me anyway, so it doesn't. Maybe that's a manga fan. I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's out there. I don't pay attention to it because it's not my thing. I, I, but so she's looking through this, and I said uh, the wrong one. I think Naruto, and she's like, "Dad, it's Naruto." Like, okay, same thing. I'm from Michigan. Same thing. She didn't believe me. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, we'll just say that's maybe not the American pronunciation. It's the Michigan pronunciation. We'll go with that because. Yeah, we'll go with that. Oh, goodness. Yeah, there was. <laughs> who was it? Tim, now I'm drawing a blank on the name that we talked to. Christo- and- Christopher Swindle. Yes. Brought up the, and he's the one uh, who told. That's where we heard mouth flaps for the first time. And I died laughing because I was like, <laughs> mouth flaps? 
Because <laughs> because then all I could picture was like, <laughs> that's what they do, right? <laughs> and I mean, like if you think about an animation talking, it makes sense. But then the more you just say flap, 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 it's like, <laughs> yeah. I think Tim got to the point where saying mouth flap no longer sounded like a word to him, and we were just dissolved into puddles of giggles. <laughs> We'd be we'd be in like doing like little podcast meetings talking about who we're going to interview and all these things and all of a sudden one of us would just go mm, mouth flap and it just, <laughs> <laughs> kind of became a thing. So and now it has to Shut come your back. Mouth flap. Exactly. <laughs> mouth flap. That's funny. It's just going to randomly pop into my head for the next couple of weeks again, and I'm just going to start laughing again. It's totally going to be a thing. <laughs> be driving my daughter to her hair appointment tomorrow and just be like <laughs> mouth flap. <laughs> so colleen we all have that little something that is close to our heart what is a smaller project or a little less known project that you have done that you wish had gotten a little more love the kids from room 402 without a doubt it was my very first show that i ever did i paid, played polly mcshane she collected spoons she was super loud and hilarious and i absolutely loved her and it was such a great show it really was but it was on fox family at the same time as recess was on disney mm. and they crushed us um and it wasn't i mean similarities because it was you know kids in an elementary school but um our show was different than theirs but the scripts were great it was funny everyone was so uh, everyone was so good and um gosh i think we got two seasons um i don't know and then fox family became abc family and then you know anyway um so that one i would love would have loved to for it to have gone for more people to, to have seen it because it was so good kids from room 402 okay yeah yeah. I will have to check that out. Yeah, I was I was over here with the man. Why don't I remember that one? And then you said recess, and I'm like, oh, that's why. See, see, <laughs> it happen like there. I, I know. My kids watched recess, so yeah, I, I get it. Um, I, <laughs> I still quote recess. My sister and I like send recess gifs to each other, and yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Colleen's like interview over. <laughs> Rude. You better go find some kids from a four or two ones. Or I definitely or will now. Now there probably aren't any, so you'd have to make them. I don't know how to make one. That's not oh, my goodness. I could do a meme. I don't know how to do a GIF, but I could do a meme. So Colleen, as we mentioned earlier, we met you this past year uh, in November at the Grand Rapids Comic Con. Um, now it's always impressive us when we go to cons and we see the lines of people who are there to meet the the stars of the shows that they love. And I will just say, you, ma'am, had some serious lines. Well, that was impressive. And I know that because we got in line four different times to be able to try to get up to your table. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it was great. You know what? You know, the, the thing that I appreciated about it the most, though, in all honesty, uh, was that when everybody would come up, um, you know, and they would tell you who, you know, their favorite character that you did. I love the fact that you interacted with the people as as genuinely and as honestly as you did. And uh, for some, you would do the voices and and you just see the smiles hit their faces. And that was for me, that was fantastic. I was like, well, that is really very cool. Look how look how cool she is now. I know I definitely want to talk with her because that was just the thing. You know, it was just you get to see the genuineness of some people as they do stuff like that. So over the years, because I, I have to imagine that doing a Comic-Con can't always be easy. And it depends probably largely from con to con how easy it is and how easy it isn't. So I'm wondering, 
two things. This is a two-part question. I okay. told you all that so I could ask you this. Okay. Um, how important to you are is or are the Comic Cons getting out in front of the fans? And B, what is one of the biggest challenges with the Comic Con that you've had to learn to work around? So it's uh, to me, it's 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 very important because the pe- well. So in the beginning, I was like, oh, that'll be fun. I'll go, you know, see some places that I'd never seen before. And then as you do them, and like you said, I have these lines and these people are so they're, first of all, they're so gracious and they're so excited and they couldn't be lovelier and so, so nice and complimentary. And I like, you feel, you know, and, and how much the things that I've done have meant to them. Like, I love what I do. And, and I've always, you know, it was, this is, I'm living my dream. Like, this is exactly what I wanted to do and I get to do it. So let's start with that. That's amazing. And then you don't, I mean, you just don't realize until someone comes up to your table and they're almost in tears, how much Digimon or something that I did 20 years ago meant to somebody, you know, that, you know, I cannot tell you how many times people have said, oh, I was going through a really hard time and this got me through X, Y, or Z, whichever project that is, you know, so near and dear to them. And that's, that's so special. Like, and that they want to share that with me is just, that's, phenomenal so i and i'm so appreciative because you know you can't do what i do without a without people watching it right Right. um so yeah so it is it i i feel like um you know it's it's wonderful for me but i think it's great for them too and it's just this you know i don't know and i i appreciate that you said that you noticed that i was that I talk to people because i want to give them their time like they've waited in line and they spent money and they drove for four hours or however long it took them to get there you know like what a bummer to be waiting this line and then zoop and hand it over and next you know i would never do that to somebody i just couldn't do it i couldn't you know so i try to give them as much time as as possible you know um and b was um difficulties that i've had what's what's something that what's something that that you've had to learn to overcome or, or work around with having to go to the to the cons and, and and work at the cons because it's you know i i assume that there's got to be it's have its own set of challenges unique well to i get real i get exhausted because i'm like you know my face hurts by the end of the day because i'm smiling and laughing with everybody so so i get really tired um and so then by the time i get home either my voice is done in which i've learned some tricks to to figure that one out because i was really worried i was like oh no i can't go do these and then not be able to work when I get home, oh, like yeah, if my yeah. voice is wrecked or I get sick, you know, and then add COVID la- layer. Um, so then you're trying to talk through a mask. And so, you know, some of them have now been without it. So that's, it's easier on my voice and you're in this ginormous room and the, the sound just goes up and it's echoey and you're trying to communicate with people. And it's, it can be really, really tough on my voice um, and scheduling, like getting, being able to be away and, um, away from my doggies which is hard and my husband and my kids and my kids are away now so um that's a little bit easier but you know it it can be tricky um to make sure that dogs are handled and house is handled and um you know i I do like the the order of importance there my dogs my husband my kids Well, because then he has to watch the dogs by himself. And so I like him too. <laughs> hey, dogs I appreciate are my that order. I can appreciate that order, though. That's fine. Uh-huh. Thank you. 
as, as somebody yeah. who has he would appreciate it too i think <laughs> as somebody who's married has a kid has a dog and two cats i, I yeah mm-hmm. i feel away from my little fuzzy woozies yeah and like my kid you're, and my husband like it's, be it's happy you made the list dude right? there you go they were in the top five call it a day how you does know? a three-inch foam memory like the three-inch memory foam bed not make the list but but the husband did come on well sometimes you know it's hard for me to sleep in hotels sometimes so that is actually you know when i get home and i'm in my bed i'm there is nothing better than coming home to your own bed though yeah i did so many this fall like i i'm gonna try to not over schedule myself this year because last year i did like i did three in a row then thanksgiving then two more and i was Mm. like i don't know where i am i don't know what day it is i I, it was it was just it was ridiculous it was laundry house was a disaster i would have to imagine after a while the inside of one uh building looks the same as the inside of another building looks the same i couldn't remember what room i had because i'm like eighth (laughs) floor fifth floor third floor like i couldn't i was like oh no i better keep the little card that has the room number on it with me because i was like i don't know what floor i'm getting off it which hotel fantastic yeah oh so but i love it don't get me wrong i i love it it's you know but there's nothing there's something to be said about there is no place like home this is true and i do i do like to be home so we know that imdb is not always accurate Accurate. (laughs) so this question may go south very quickly we're gonna it's accurate ish so according to imdb at least at the very bottom of your list is one episode of french prince of bel-air of all things untrue i don't know how that yeah i don't know how that got put on there and i forget what year it is but i wasn't even here whatever year that was so in LA, so I 1990. Yeah, no, I wasn't here yet. That's, that's fantastic. Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so that I didn't get here until I think January '95. I was in school. I was at Michigan in '90. So totally not See, on that. So sorry, been, you couldn't have been Next in question. <laughs> no, it's totally fine because actually that that totally works because now it's yeah. so. How are you going to get access to your IMDb and fix it? Because obviously it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't been able to ever fix any of my own stuff, which, so I don't know who's putting it on there, but I couldn't get my uh, Wikipedia page fixed. Weird. I think somebody did it for me, but there is a hideous picture of me on my Wikipedia page and I don't know who put it there. And I tried to change it in a... <laughs> They said, no, I didn't have access. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to love that you don't have access to information about you. About me. It's totally me, I swear. But That's it's all good. See, the only the only thing I've ever had to correct on Wikipedia was for the house that my mom owns, because it's on the National Historic Registry. Oh. But at least then it was the, it's just a house. It's not myself. Like, that's... How do you how do you have to prove to Wikipedia that you are you to change the I, information I, it about was you? Unclear how I had to do that, but I, I failed. <laughs> when anybody else can apparently put the information up there, but you I don't know. I think it's so like a, there's like a secret society, like a Wikipedia. They have hoods and meet in dark places and yeah, conjure Wikipedia pages. So people who could join the Masons. My Wikipedia page. So there's Wiccans. Are they Wikians? Yes, Wikipedians. <laughs> Wikipedians. Wikipedians. There we go. There we go. That's even better. Couldn't join the Freemasons. 
started their own. <laughs> Gonna make up all the lies about the Freemasons and put up on Wikipedia. We have our own secret society. No, you cannot join. We'll put out whatever we want. <laughs> and you can't correct it because we said no. So have you only ever done voiceovers or have you also been in front of the camera? I've been in front of the camera a handful of times. I, I started out doing theater, so I've done a lot of stage work. Um, and when I first uh, moved to L.A., I dabbled. I did a little. I was trying to do everything. And so at one point it was like it was too much. And so I, I you know, everything was kind of getting, you know, a half hearted effort. And so I it was just I was spread too thin. So I was like, all right, if I had to decide, if I had to pick at the end of the day, one of all of these things, what would it be? And I, every single day and twice on Sunday, I would have picked voiceover. Um, but I did do a handful of, of things here and there, commercial stuff. And um, I was in Starship Troopers. <laughs> I was an extra on Starship Troopers to get my uh, SAG card. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> Not yeah. yeah. So. That's, that's one way to get your SAG card. You know. <laughs> it was what i did to do it so that's right you know not everybody can say that that's not everybody can it's true that's good uh, you know what that's one of those campy fun sci-fi movies so actually mm -hmm. i think that's really cool so well and i met casper Vandine at a at a convention in december and he was talking about starship troopers were in the green room and was like funny fun fact i got my sad card doing he's like we work together i'm like well barely i mean you were there and i was there but we weren't like working together and so then somebody went on um i don't know they like scrolled through the movie and i said there's the scene where you can see me because i'm like coming up to a counter right before they're coming up to the counter so you can totally see me um and they found it and they screenshotted it and printed out a picture and he's like in the background and i'm up there <laughs> the we're like signing up to go to war and i'm laughing i don't know what i could possibly be laughing at or why but um <laughs> all right i'll be looking for that as well at the ridiculousness <laughs> of the, right there, of yeah. the movie things to watch tonight kids from room 402 uh, <laughs> starship troopers, starship troopers. <laughs> so you had nice. actually you had mentioned earlier to tim that you had gotten your start in theater in yeah. so when you were still in michigan you were doing musical theater here mm -hmm. i did it for forever when i was like I was a really shy kid and um, my sister started doing musical theater. Um, a friend of mine was in Annie and everybody knew, oh, that's Julie and she does musical theater. So she came to my sister's brownie troop leader, uh, brownie troop meeting or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and my sister was like, I want to do that. So we took her to an audition, funny enough, for Annie and she's like music was always in her house my sister got up there after like 202 versions of you know sun will come out tomorrow my sister gets up there and like blows the roof off the theater we're all like and she was a scrawny skinny little kid and she was like I don't know seven at the time or something like that six or seven and she was just like she had this voice like you could you could hear it out in the parking lot. We were like, where did that come from? So she started doing it. And I was like, oh, I couldn't possibly. And I was, you know, I played the clarinet. So I played in the orchestra for a couple of the shows that she did. And I was like, you know what? She's having way more fun than I am. So I auditioned for one and that was it. I did Fiddler on the Roof and that was it for me. So um I did I did theater all through 
middle school, high school, and then I did musical theater at the University of Michigan. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. I did I did one high school musical because that was all that my schedule allowed. And I yeah. was I was a spoon in Beauty and the Beast, but it was awesome because I was a oh. spoon. It was totally cool. And in yeah, the, the in, yes, but like in a tuxedo with a big shiny silver spoon sticking out the back of it. It was so much fun. I love it. And in the in the battle scene, like the the fork and I picked up the knife and ran with our friend who was dressed up as a knife to attack people because why not that is brilliant why wouldn't you obviously that's what you're supposed to do your, your friend is a giant butter knife why not use them to stab somebody <laughs> yep. what you do did yes. any at any did any of the cutlery at any time yell out i'll fork and get you <laughs> only backstage <laughs> oh, okay just checking i was gonna say please don't ask if there's video evidence because um it's over there <laughs> because <laughs> there I, is I, I have the dvd it's back there I love uh, it. kathleen is what we like to call show code and you'll need to upload that later okay <laughs> if i can get it to ever work again uh-huh whatever <laughs> <laughs> actually the last time i watched it it was the they're cutting away every time i'm on i'm on stage it's okay oh. like i don't think you can actually see me at all and in like the cast photo, it's just my spoon. You can't see my face. Great. Oh, but you know it's you. I know so. it's me. So Colleen, you've done a lot of things throughout the fandoms. And so were you a fan of such things like Naruto or Sonic? Like, were you a fan of these beforehand before you got the part? Or did you get the part and then become a fan? Most of the stuff was the second. I got the part and then became a fan. Um, I, uh, I, I'm trying to think of one that um, I knew before. So anime, I, I was really unfamiliar with, with anime. And, and I had no idea that Naruto had like 700 and whatever <laughs> episodes possible. You know, I had no idea. And there's a chunk where my, my uh, characters aren't there. I literally like three years went by and the, and I got a call. They're like, Oh, you want to come in for some more Naruto? I'm like, that show's still going. Like I had no idea. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit like not so much in the know. And of course I'd heard of Sonic the Hedgehog who hadn't, but I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't, I didn't get it until I got to do it. So, um, yeah, takes me a minute sometimes. <laughs> That's okay, but that yeah, that that universe in of itself has such a huge following going all the way back to the Sega days. That's just kind of it's kind of crazy on that one. Yeah. So all right. So one of the other things that we like to often talk with our guests about is the process of their work, you know, how they get the job, how they maybe shake off the ones that they wanted, but they didn't get for whatever reason, you know, the the almosts. You know, because yeah. sometimes, you know, a lot of the a lot of the actors that we've talked to, a lot of the voice actors that we've talked to, they get their hearts set on a certain job and then this is the one and you know they're really looking forward to it for whatever reason maybe it's you know got ties to their youth or 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 for whatever reason something sentimental uh but we also like to do this we also like to to give you guys an opportunity just to throw something out in the universe see if it happens is there a project or a character that you haven't done yet that you're hoping that one day that you get to do we want to do all of them um Solid I would answer. love to do something in the Star Wars universe. That would be amazing. Um, 
I would, oh my gosh, I would be so excited. Um, I'd love to join my friends in all of their critical role stuff, which would be amazing. They, oh my God, those guys are like taking over. Oh yeah, fantastic. Time. Yeah, it's awesome. My uh, attention yeah. has officially been peaked. What? Hi. <laughs> 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 I'm okay. All you have to say is critical role. And she's like, yes, you have. What? I'm like, huh? uh, Vex is there. Grog is there. My Laura's Bailey's <laughs> bag of holding is there. My uh, uh, shirt is on the way. <laughs> they're amazing i mean to see what they've done is just it's, it's amazing. amazing it's fantastic so, so cool i love it i love that they were able to do all that so um you know yes there's so many there's i would love to be in so many universes universi <laughs> university Versailles, university I mean, wanting to Versailles, be involved with, with critical role <laughs> wanting to be involved with critical role since they just announced that they're doing the mighty nine i know they're gonna need more voice actors well they're coming and they it's not like they don't know me right See, i would just be you... like i know all of them hello yeah. it's right you just got to shoot a random text and go with you know like a, a coughing emoji that says hey, it's super available you know, you know, either that or like, you know, the, the Blake Shelton, you know, from uh, The Voice. Yeah. <laughs> just, just text Laura with the, um, hello, please. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. It would be awesome. That would be. Um, that would be very cool. So now it's out there. Disney so princess? We'll I'd love to be a Disney princess. Ooh. Well, there you go. Is any of your stuff owned by Fox or Disney? Yes. Probably. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so there's a distinct possibility. Technically, you may already be a Disney princess. We just have to, you know. So, I mean, mm. we just got to we just got to go through a few minor technicalities of finding out who owns what property and go from there. Right, right, right. <laughs> Wasp was a princess, right? <laughs> well, that's Marvel. So, I mean, yeah, I'm Friday, Wasp, those would. Right. See? Mm. No. I, think it's I want to be, you know, Disney princess. You know, that could be very cool. Dress and the whole. If you had to choose a princess, which one? That's impossible. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, well, you know, the first one that popped in my head was Belle, but then then there's Ariel, and um, actually, Ariel's kind of the reason I got into voiceover. So. Um, and I met Jody Benton this year, oh which, or last year. She's awesome. She was so sweet. Nice. Um, yeah, I totally fangirled out. It was embarrassing. <laughs> how did Ariel... happen to be? I ha I'm obsessed with lounge fly bags. I don't know if you know of the lounge fly bags, but I am obsessed. Um, and I happened to have my little mermaid lounge fly bag when I met her. And oh, like, Look at my bag. And I'm like, oh, what have I done? It was I promise I'm a grown up. <laughs> right? I, I'm very I professional. I understand. If I ever get to meet Mark Hamill, it's just going to be a lot of giggles and a, a hi, I'm Tim. And I'm pretty sure that's all he's going to be able to understand because the rest will be unintelligible. It was bad enough so, when you met Sam Witwer. This is also true. So <laughs> I got to work with Mark Hamill on Avengers. Um, nice. That's like I the, know. And I just, the was like, you know, I just played it cool. Like, I, <clears throat> I don't think I even said hello to him because I didn't want to do something embarrassing so i was so like yeah whatever mark hamill sitting over there <laughs> who cares yeah i had to whatever. Be like <laughs> whatever that guy it's just another tuesday right man mm -hmm. happens all the time have wet himself 
<laughs> that yeah mark hamill and harrison ford are dream interviews and i you know and it, <laughs> yeah yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> see, but I feel like I would be like on. that. I, I feel like I would do that with like Laura Bailey. Like it would be the I would forget my words. I would be like Bex and 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 Chester and. <laughs> so we've talked about Sonic the Hedgehog and how it's been so popular since its first days on Sega, and that popularity lives on with the two recent movies where you got to bring Tails to the big screen. Even if those movies didn't really get the best reviews, it's still, it's Tails. Because Tails is obviously the best. Obviously. He is the best. I know that it's Sonic the Hedgehog, but no. Tails. (laughs) So what does it mean to you to be involved in such a loved universe and also to be able to see it through the, from the games to the cartoons to the movies? I, you know, seriously, you talk about like, what would I want to do next? Like I did it. Like I got to, I got to keep this character. I get to keep voicing this character from, from all those genres and then bring him to the big screen. And I just, I feel so lucky. Like, like I got to bring him full circle and, you know, and often we don't get to do that. You know, we often get replaced. And so for them to, to trust me with him and allow me to take him to this, you know, wider scope bigger arena was it was an honor i am there a word has not been created yet that expresses how it made me feel because it just was it was magical i mean seriously was uh amazing really truly and what tales means to other people i've learned this over the year you know this past year um has been you know so many people well, I played with my brother and I always played his tails and tails is the best. And he just, he, there's just something about him. He's just so dear, you know? That's what I did to my brother too. <laughs> you did? <laughs> See? Yeah, it was the the second Sonic on yeah. Sega where you could play tails. And I don't know, tails didn't really do much, but like he could jump. <laughs> and fly with his yeah. tail, which was really cool. We actually just introduced my daughter to Sonic the Hedgehog a couple weeks ago. She's four. And like, I told her, I'm like, so I'm going to talk to the voice of Tails. You are. I'm like, yeah, because (laughs) it's awesome. And Tails is totally her favorite. Of course. And partially just because he's yellow and yellow is her favorite color. But Uh also because he's Tails. (laughs) He's fun. Even if he can only jump, Nick. He can fly in multiple I, I, I know he can fly, but like in the very first game, like the only thing he would do jump. Yeah, would just kind of jump and follow Sonic because I kind of wanted to be the one that controlled the game. But that's a big brother thing. Uh, that is totally a big brother thing. <laughs> Here, play with this remote that doesn't work. Hey, you're doing a great job. <laughs> I don't know why you're not winning. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> it's totally a multiplayer game. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. That's funny. So we have a Facebook group, and it has over 209,000 yes, plus. Yes, 209,000. And it is just filled with memes. It is this universe and that universe mixed with the 
just memes galore of anything funny in the science fiction realm. So if you could take two of your characters and either mash them together to make a new character or to combine and just kind of join forces together to either rule the world or or to save the world. Which two characters would you choose? Tails and Wasp, but separately. No, we're not going to merge them. That would okay. Be... <laughs> and would you want them to like help save the world or yeah. to like rule the world? Save, save, okay. save world, and then rule. Ah, uh... <laughs> no. save the world. Rule the world as good guys. <laughs> yeah. Free lunch for everyone. See if they're good guys now. So. <laughs> All right, uh, Colleen, we have one final question for you. Okay. And we call this our silly question. Not that some of the things that we have already weren't silly, but that's not the point. So say you wake up tomorrow morning and the zombie apocalypse has started. Okay. What's your weapon of choice? Oh, um, shovel. There you go. That's solid. That's a, that's yeah. a good one. Big old shovel. Just crack them in the head <laughs> easy to get your hands on and you don't have to worry about reloading it right that's so true. yeah many I was hits thinking, from a shovel bingo I'm yeah i was thinking baseball pretty sure bat, there's so. been more accidents on work sites with a shovel and like, like losing limbs on that thing blam right in the head right well colleen thank you so much for being on our show today where can our listeners go to find out more about you and your works they can go to Twitter. I am at VO Colleen on Twitter. I'm on Instagram at Colleen O'Shaughnessy. I just started TikTok. So I'm on TikTok and it's um, real Colleen O'Shaughnessy on TikTok. Um, la 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 la. Those are my socials. And I, anything that I'm going to do, whether it's appearances or show coming out, video game, whatever, it'll always be there. So the at VO... Is it V-I-O or just V-O or? V-O, Colleen. Gotcha. Yeah. V-O for voiceover. Yes. That makes sense. <laughs> I, I, I could see it go <laughs> over his head. <laughs> well, yeah. we are definitely going to link all of your socials so that our viewers awesome. and our listeners can find what you're doing. Colleen, thanks, Also, hey, hey, Tim, before we do the rest of it, I have a joke for you, Tim. Okay. Do you know do you know what happened with the dyslexic zombies? No. They went around town eating all the Brian's. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> there it is. Okay. Also, do you know what you call a I like fast that zombie? That was good. You call what? Do you know what you call a fast zombie? A zombie. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Uh, well, guys, subscribing is the single most important thing that you can do to ensure that we get more amazing guests like Colleen O'Shaughnessy here today, who puts up with our incredible zombie jokes uh, and funny moments for you to be able to listen to. So please subscribe. It helps out more well than we can ever really tell you. And go check out Colleen's work on, on the links down below in the notes and comments section. 
but for whatever reason, if you're not happy with the content of our show today, please feel free to lodge a complaint with the head of our complaint department. That, of course, is Friday from Marvel's Avengers. Now, if you ever read the comics, the animated, you watch the animated series, the live action movies, you know that Friday is the creation of genius billionaire playboy philanthropist Tony Stark. So what that means is that Friday has at her disposal, well, <laughs> everything. So if Tony or Stark Industries had had it, yeah, she's got it too. Uh, or she can find a way to get it. So send in one digital copy of your complaint to Friday. It's all that she's going to need to be able to pass judgment against the offending parties. Once that decision has been made, she will either send the full force of the Avengers or a strongly worded voicemail from herself warning the offending parties. We're hoping for voicemails. Come on, voicemails. Why do I feel like my, my horrible zombie jokes got me at the top of the list for that one tonight? There's a reason. Oh <laughs> Please don't I like me. those zombie jokes. Thank you. I'm down. There you go. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to conclude us for the FSF podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Oh. Bye. Thank you. Copyright 2023 FSF podcast. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by FSF Podcast. The views expressed by the guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at info at fsfpodcast.com. Original music by Jordan Michaels.